It's Friday, June 26, and here's what's coming up on LiveZone. Eminem is under fire for lyrics targeting Diddy's company, Revolt TV. We learn more about Amara La Negra. And K-pop fans, we have a monster announcement for you. Happy Friday. Welcome to Live Zone. I am your host, Iday, and today I'm joined by my co-host and friend from Music Lives On, Carly Henderson. Carly, how are you doing? Iday, I'm good. Thanks for having me on Live Zone. I'm excited to hang with you. Of course. Welcome. It looks all nice and sunny over there where you're at. Yes, it is very warm here in Colorado. <laughs> I love it. So nice to see you. Well, we have a lot to cover this week, so let's jump right into what's trending in the headlines. The BET Awards will air this Sunday at 8 p.m. This year's show will be unique for two reasons. One, for the first time in the awards show 20-year history, it will air on CBS. And two, it's the first major awards show to happen during COVID-19 era. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. It's shaping up to be a big night for Drake, Meg The Stallion, and Roddy Rich. I love all of them, so I'm super excited. Drake, of course, leads the nominees with six nods, while Megan The Stallion and Roddy Rich garnered five apiece. I cannot wait to watch this show. There's gonna be performances from Lil Wayne, Alicia Keys, and Chloe and Haley, just to name a few. You know it's going to be a good show to watch. Carly, I cannot wait. BET Awards never disappoint. I know, and I'm so excited to see it virtually this year. Like, I'm curious what's gonna happen with the nominees if when they don't win, they're just gonna click like, leave meeting or what's gonna happen with that. So I'm excited for that. All right, guys, moving on. Justin Bieber has been hit with two recent accusations that he sexually assaulted women in 2014 and 2015. So the first woman, going by the name Danielle, posted that Bieber assaulted her in March 2014 at an Austin Four Seasons while he was in town for South by Southwest. Now, Bieber responded to the claim with multiple tweets intending to prove that he was not even at the hotel in the night in question. He even posted Airbnb receipts where he stayed with his then-girlfriend, Selena Gomez. Now, the second accusation, it came soon after by a woman who said that Bieber assaulted her in 2015 in New York. Bieber's camp hasn't responded to any of these allegations, but he came with the receipts, man. I hope it's not true, but we just see it happen really often. Everybody's getting called out nowadays. I know, absolutely. I mean, it should be investigated and they should take it seriously. And, you know, just as much as anyone else who isn't a celebrity. Definitely so. Eminem found himself in uncharted territory this week on the losing side of a feud. M's problems stem from a recent leak of an unreleased verse on Conway the Machine's 2019 song, Bang, in which the Detroit rapper took shots at Diddy's media company, Revolt. Revolt quickly responded in a press release where they chastised Eminem for an unprovoked attack on a Black-owned business at a time when they're fighting for social change, calling M's diss an unneeded distraction. For his part, Eminem agreed with Revolt and took to Twitter to clear things up. I agree with Revolt. This is an unnecessary distraction. I never meant for that verse to be heard. I was heated in the moment and thought better of it and decided to pull it back. You know what, Carly, I just want to say this. I was really taken aback seeing that Eminem actually pulled back because this is not a normal Eminem. We would just see a more aggressive, but look, I think it's clear that it's good that he wants to move forward in a positive manner with Revolt. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, feud, it can be good for everyone's careers at different times, but this is absolutely not the time for it. So I'm really glad that he pulled back as well, 100%. You're, you're absolutely right. But let's get into what's new in music. 
To cap off the most memorable Juneteenth in recent history, the Queen Bee released a surprise single, Black Parade. to Black Love came along with the registry for Black-owned businesses, which Beyonce will feature on her website. The B wasn't done there. Later in the week, she dropped an acapella version of the song and announced that the proceeds would go to support Black-owned businesses. Gotta love it. She is the best. I love that she's showing that celebrating Black businesses and lifting Black voices shouldn't just be a one-day thing. And you guys, if you were out and missed Live by Live's powerful celebration, Lift Every Voice, a Juneteenth special, here's what happened. Hi, I'm Angela Rye. I think it's important that we walk in the fullness of the understanding that we still have so far to go and we all have a role to play in that fight. I feel it's a lot more that we're gonna have to do before we completely free. Now, you got people in Germany, you got people in Paris, you got people in London, you know what I'm saying? You got like people all around the world. Black art, black music is the genesis. That's the start of it. That's the launch pad for pretty much every form of modern music. The ending of slavery is something to be celebrated. It's something to be acknowledged. It's something to, to honor our ancestors who had to experience those things. Happy Juneteenth, my people, my teachers, my soldiers. Fantastic Negrito coming straight out of Oakland, California, here to reimagine, reinvent, reshape the future and all the goodness that it holds. Southern leaves, southern trees we hung from, barren souls, heroic songs unsung. Forgive them, Father, they know this not as undone. Tied with the rope that my grandmother died, proud of the pilgrim. Facing the rising sun of a new day. Darkness, I remember. Mama's words reoccurred to me. Surrender to the good Lord and you know wipe your snake me. Indie pop rock trio Haim is out with Women in Music Part 3, led by their hit single The Steps. Haim's third album is one of the most highly anticipated of the summer. The sisters initially pushed the record all the way back until August because of the corona pandemic, but luckily for fans, they had a change of heart and released it early. Another artist whose music was affected by COVID-19 is the Bay Area rapper g Easy. only in his case, the music wasn't delayed by the pandemic, it was actually inspired by it. So on his new EP, Everything is Strange Here, g Easy experiments with new sounds. It is a whole lot more singing than rapping, as you can hear on his latest single, Nostalgia Cycle. In 
2019, Trevor Daniel came into the scene with his hit viral falling and his fan base has been steadily growing since then. But this week he got the biggest cosign of his career in the form of a surprise from none other than Selena Gomez. Earlier this week, Daniel hinted at the collaboration when he posted a picture wearing Selena Gomez swag and his fans were quick to pick up the clue. Well, they were right because today, Past Life Remix featuring Selena Gomez was released. Last night was the last time, was the last time. I never let you figure me out. ATL singer Black celebrated his birthday on Wednesday by announcing his own hot sauce brand, 600 Degrees, and dropping another kind of fire in the way of a new single, Float. This is his second single off of his upcoming hot sauce-themed EP, Six Piece Hot. And let me tell you, Ide, I, I am not a spicy girl, but I just started being able to add Cholula to my tacos, so it'll be a little while until I can eat uh, 600 degree hot sauce. <laughs> Look, you're, it's gonna take you a while, but I'm proud of you for at least trying Cholula. Cholula is really good, by the way. I just want some hot wings. A six piece will be perfectly fine with some ranch. Mmm, so yummy. From black to black pink, yes, the K-pop queens are back with new music for the first time since last summer's EP, Kill This Love. Today, their fan club, The Blinks, lost their collective minds with the release of How You Like That. comes off of the heels of their extremely successful collaboration with Lady Gaga on Sour Candy, which cemented them as the premier K-pop group in the U.S., rivaled only by the phenomenon that is BTS. Well, as K-pop continues to grow in the U.S., so do the hardcore fan groups that follow them. Recently, these groups have been in the news for unlikely reasons. Social justice warriors found an unlikely ally in the fight to shake up the establishment, K-pop fandoms. These groups have recently been in the news due to their activism, from spamming racist hashtags to using their massive online presence to cause havoc at Trump's re-election rally in Tulsa. Now, this begs a question. Who are they? Over the last 20 years, the K-pop industry has refined the formula of combining baby-faced idols, catchy harmonies, and slick dance moves to churn out supergroups with scientific precision. As K-pop bands multiplied, so did the number of fandoms solely dedicated to their idols. Fan groups with names like Blink, Once, and Reveloves began to organize online. With groups like EXO and artists like Psy leading the way in 2012, K-pop started to make inroads into the West, opening the door for BTS to complete the crossover in 2017. Following BTS's hit songs DNA and Fake Love, K-pop's influence spread like wildfire across the US and Latin America. With the emergence of the BTS Ultimate Fandom Group, ARMY, whose members span the globe and number in the millions. The BTS ARMY is so active online that the band is enjoying its record 184th consecutive week at the top of the Billboard Social 50. That's three and a half years outranking big pop stars like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, and Nicki Minaj in online popularity. Which brings us back to the group's use of their clout to push for social justice and change. K-pop fans recently took up the cause of the Black Lives Matter movement and sprung into action, bombarding the hashtag White Lives Matter with pictures of their favorite idols, thus burying all of the racist messages. 
The group also overwhelmed the police tip line used to identify protesters. So when the news came that Donald Trump received a million fake RSVPs for his rally in Tulsa, there was only one group with the numbers, the organization, and the tenacity to pull this off. This shows how the K-pop music phenomenon has not only taken the music industry by storm, but also it has a whole new kind of socio-political significance. Oh man, I've been on the receiving end of some serious love from the BTS ARMY, and let me just tell you guys, K-pop fans are some of the best fans on the planet. All right, I also have a special announcement for all the Mon babies out there. Yeah, Today, so hit the website and scoop some up. This epic live stream concert is sure to be remembered for years to come. I can't wait. IJ, have you ever seen a K-pop show? You know what? I just recently watched one and I'm hooked. I'm a K-pop fan. <laughs> They're amazing. Like if if you guys watching have never seen one, check it out for the choreography alone. Their dancing's amazing. So amazing. And speaking of remembering epic concerts, did you know that this very week, 30 years ago, was one of the most iconic concerts ever played? No. Well, here's what happened this week in music history. To remember is to live, and with music artists giving us so many memorable moments, let's take a look back and see what has happened this week in music history. On June 22nd, 1974, a star was born when 15-year-old Madonna went to her first concert, David Bowie, in Detroit. I recognized myself in him somehow, and he gave me license to dream a different future for myself, she said. Madonna went on to become the queen of pop. That same day in 1990, Billy Joel became the first rock act to play at the Yankee Stadium. With an audience of 60,000 fans, he made history when it performed at the first of two sold-out shows. Just in a New York state of mind. On June 23rd of 2000, Michael Jackson was sued by Marcel Avram, a German concert promoter who had worked with Jackson since 1972 for $21 million after the singer canceled two once-in-a-lifetime millennial New Year's concerts. The dispute would go on for years. After 13 years with the boy band The Backstreet Boys, in 2006, Kevin Richardson would leave the group to pursue other interests. Kevin returned to the band in 2012. On June 23rd of 2003, Beyonce released her first solo album, Dangerously In Love, which included the iconic track, Crazy In Love, featuring her then-boyfriend, Jay-Z.
Eight years later, Queen Bee released her fourth album, Four. The title also made reference to her favorite number, as she was born on September 4th, and she would marry Jay-Z on April 4th. On June 24th of 2016, Kanye West premiered the controversial video for the song Famous, which shows him in bed with the likeness of his wife Kim Kardashian and other naked celebrities. A woman obviously looking a lot like Taylor Swift is also in the video, who he scoffs at in the lyric, I made that bitch famous. The feud that started in 2009 at the MTV VMAs when Kanye grabbed the mic from Taylor during her acceptance speech for the best female music video. Till this day, they are still in a feud. On that same day in 1991, a 14-year-old Shakira released her debut album, Mahia. Although the album did not sell much, people noticed her, and two years later she released its follow-up, Peligro, an album that Shakira didn't promote too much because she wasn't 100% happy with its outcome. On June 25th of 2009, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, was found dead in his Los Angeles home. The news of his death shook the world, and tributes to Michael Jackson would soon follow. On June 26, 2005, Pink proposed to her boyfriend, motocross athlete Carrie Hart, during a race in California. She held up a sign that read, Will you marry me? Hart pulled out of the race to say yes, and the couple got married the following year. They are still married and raising two children. And 27 years ago, on June 26 of 1993, Ariana Grande was born in Boca Raton, Florida. After starring on Nickelodeon's Victorious, Ariana rose to fame and becoming one of the biggest pop stars of this generation. Happy birthday, Ariana. You like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. I see it. I like it. Happy birthday, Ariana. Her talent and her personality are larger than life. But these next two celebrities are literally larger than life. I'm talking about Shaquille O'Neal and Rob Gronkowski. They're teaming up to bring you Shaq's Funhouse versus Strong Beach, a virtual party with a purpose. And I love this so much. During the live stream airing on Live by Live June 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Gronk and Shaq are gonna go head to head in six wild challenges for charity. I love that they're doing this. Plus, there's going to be future performances from Diplo, Steve Aoki, DaBaby, and Snoop Dogg. Oh my God, I can't wait for this. Well, you know what I want to see? How Steve Aoki ends up throwing a cake when this is virtual. Is he still going to do it? Is he just going to throw it across? Is he going to hit the computer screen? What's going to happen? It's a signature move. He has to do it however, however it's done. <laughs> All right, looking ahead to next week, 4th of July weekend is quickly approaching, and so is Zach Brown Band's 4th with the Family live stream concert. This will be the first time that Zach Brown Band plays together since the COVID pandemic brought live music to a halt. The live stream, which airs on Live by Live on Friday, July 3rd, will benefit veterans' charities. Very cool. That's going down next week, but you don't have to wait until then for live music because Amara La Negra is headlining a special Music Lives On brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Amara has come a long way from her humble beginnings in Miami, but let's check out what drives Amara's success. Born in Hialeah, Florida, rising star Diana de los Santos, known to her fans as Amara La Negra, is an artist that has embraced her Afro-Latina heritage and is ready to leave her mark in the world of entertainment. Amara has been entertaining us since her childhood on the once iconic Spanish television show Sabado Gigante, and her recent appearances on Univision's Mira Quien Baila proved her ability to gain new fans. But her debut on Love & Hip Hop is what would bring the issue of prejudice within her own community to the forefront. Amara's appearance on the show would become notable for her confrontation with producer Young Hollywood, whose comments on her appearance would touch on a subject Amara has been very passionate about, taking on colorism 
in the Latino community. I need you to look a certain way. What would a certain way look like? Like, what, what do you have in mind? What would you a little bit more Beyonce, a little less Macy Gray. She is known for celebrating her Afro-Latina roots, her skin and hair. I'm proud of my color, of the way that my hair curls. I'm proud of who I am, and nobody's going to take that away from me. And for fighting for representation and recognition in a culture and industry where the typical Latina artists generally do not look like her, even though they are all considered Latina. Inspired by musical icon Celia Cruz, Amada has embraced her heritage and doesn't step back from being a proud representative of her Afro-Latina background. These days, Amada's not only using her voice to bring her fans new music, but to speak up for social justice, to stand against racism from within and from without, and expand the spectrum of representation in the entertainment industry, whether you're ready or not. I just love Amara La Negra. Literally, she's been the same Amarita since she was little. She's just so fight, like her vibe. That's what it is. It's the energy is just there. There's no way that you can't like take your eyes off of her or just be in tune with whatever she's saying or doing. I love her. She's so cool. She's just so magnetic. She's so talented. She's such a star. All right, you guys, you can see more Amara La Negra on the next special episode of Music Lives On brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. But I did actually got a chance to catch up with Amara before her performance and you guys, it's such a good conversation. Here's a little snippet. Se te aprecia mucho. And obviously the world right now is in such a weird place. We're in yeah. a pandemic protesting against racism. How do you think music figures into everything that's going on right now? Can music make a difference? You know what? I think that um, artists should be given a, you know, a lot of credit right now during not only the, the protests, but just during the pandemic. Um, a lot of people have been able to somewhat free their mind and free themselves from the situation that we're currently in through music, being able to dance, being able to do the TikToks and the trailers and just being able to somewhat disconnect and also be creative in that space. So music most definitely plays a very important role um, in everything that's happening. And it's also a good way for artists to showcase their artistry um, and also just write about how they feel, especially with everything that's happening right now. I think that eventually at some point I would love to be able to actually sit down and write a song um, that's not about partying, that is not about having a good time and stuff like that and about me being hot and stuff, but actually doing a song that that people can relate to these moments because music is a very powerful thing. All right, before I go, I just want to remind you to go ahead and circle Saturday, July 4th and Sunday, July 5th on your calendars because Spring Awakening Digital Music Festival kicks off right here at 5 p.m. Eastern on Live by Live with an epic nine DJ sets per day. It's sure to keep your party going all weekend long. I'm Ida for Live Zone. For more on music culture, follow us here on Live by Live.